Hi, I am Supriya Chanira and here's wishing you all a very, very happy new year. I'm incredibly excited today to have you tune into a conversation with a very dear friend of mine. Hajar is a beautiful French woman who lives in Los Angeles and has an incredible career as a marketeer. But today, she and I are going to talk to you about something I am incredibly intrigued by and she has tons of stories around. Let's chat about ayahuasca. Bonjour, mademoiselle. Bonjour, madame. Happy New Year, because by the time this goes live, it will be 2021. 2021. 2020 was like super fast, at least for me. And I'm super happy to be uh, in 2021. Oh, same. We're in the future. <laughs> I think all of us are looking forward to this year more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I'm super excited that we're doing this. This is obviously the first interview for Espresso Chai and um, it's with one of my closest friends so I couldn't be more excited. Uh, interestingly, today we'll be talking about something that you and I discuss oh so often and that's more because I'm intrigued and you have the stories. It's all around ayahuasca. Yes, indeed. Our first I'm very honored to be your first guest on your podcast, and I want to say that. And secondly, good luck with that, because I'm all over the place. Uh, and I, I, I'm actually really excited to share this experience with you and with people who listen to you, because I think it's, very, uh, it's a very important story for me to tell. So I'm excited. So I'm going to start with the obvious question. What is ayahuasca? So ayahuasca, despite it's a very barbaric name, is just a tea. And it's a tea uh, that comes from the Amazonia, a mix of a vine and a leaf that potentialized together um, opens the door in your mind, soul, and spirit to um, unknown uh, areas of your own psyche that are very important for yourself to understand yourself. If I have to say it like very, very quickly. Extremely difficult to explain what it is. Uh, and I'm uh, in no way a scientific person. So everything I'm going to say is based on my experience. Uh, but what we know about ayahuasca and scientifically is that ayahuasca contains DMT. DMT is a, a potent, um, psychedelics that's already um, in your body, but not potentialized. And ayahuasca allows you to potentialize it and to uh, be in touch with yourself. So the same way you see yourself as a flesh and bone, when you take ayahuasca, you see yourself as flesh, bone, emotions, feelings, uh, purpose, you see yourself bigger than what you are. You're just not your own body. You're more than this. So it's interesting because every time you and I have spoken about ayahuasca, we've always spoken about it as this like means to connect with your subconscious, right? Like opening that window in your mind that we forget. That said, before we get into that, I heard about ayahuasca for the first time through you during a one-on-one -on -one at work, right? Uh, how did you chance upon ayahuasca? So I heard about ayahuasca in, I think it's a trendy stuff now. 
And I did ayahuasca two years ago, roughly. Before doing ayahuasca, I heard about it. Like Lindsay Lohan did ayahuasca or Chelsea Handler did ayahuasca. And for me, it was just like, hmm, okay, that's the hipster stuff. It's a drug. It's bad because it's illegal. And I was not like so, so interested by it for myself. But I was philosophically, let's say, interested because I've always been uh, mesmerized by altered state of consciousness, like hypnosis or like getting to know yourself. So I knew I was interested uh, into what it was, at least intellectually, I wanted to know, uh, just by curiosity. And then ayahuasca came to me. So I didn't come to ayahuasca. Really, the feeling, if I have to describe it, is that ayahuasca came to me. At the time, we were working together and I was overworked. I didn't like what I was doing, didn't see the purpose of it. Uh, but at the same time, I was my work. Um, I have a good life. I moved from France because, yes, French, French accent. I moved from France to L.A., uh, working for a big company in entertainment. I was like very happy, exactly what I wanted to have. I did have it, but I feel empty inside. Um, and as I said, as a, at the time I was burnt out, like overworked really by a job that I didn't like. But when you are only your job and you don't like your job, it triggers something in yourself uh, that doesn't look like I don't like myself, but not Far from that. And so being overworked, I knew that I need to um, get closer to myself, take the time. And for me, it was just like, I need a yoga retreat. And looking for a yoga retreat, I found this resort, Ritmia, uh, who was uh, actually uh, administering ayahuasca. As I said, I was just looking for like a yoga retreat. It could have been a silent retreat. It could have been a yoga retreat. It could have been a whatever retreat. I wanted to be retired. <laughs> and um, so I searched online and find ayahuasca. And I was like type of uh, interested, mesmerized, wanted to know more. And before even knowing how to spell ayahuasca, I was already uh, booking ayahuasca. It was a Wednesday. On the Sunday, I was in Costa Rica. Uh, and on the Monday, I had my first uh, ceremony. Ooh, I like, I like the sound of my first ceremony. Yeah. And so that's funny because I hesitated saying ceremony. But there's a lot of words that I'm going to uh, say in this talk that are very, um, let's say, triggering, like esoteric, ceremony, shaman, magic. Uh, but I want to honor ayahuasca and the experience I had. Um, so the ceremony part, I need to explain it so that you understand what I mean by that. Okay, so why is it a ceremony? Ayahuasca is a plant from Amazonia and it's there from immemorial time, used by uh, Peruvian people, Brazilian people, like all like South America, um, of America. And usually it's administered by a shaman, which is a healer. And it's uh, a plant that opens your mind to new territories. And when I say new territories, actually I smile 
because those are not new territories. Those are territories that you know, but you forgot. Um, the ceremony in itself means you need a set and a setting. So as I said, ayahuasca contains DMT. Very quickly, the, the shortcut in anyone's mind can be like TMT equals LSD equals party drug equals psychedelic hallucination and all that, which is great, no judgment, but is, it has never been my stuff. Really, I was uh, interested in feeling better in my own body and, um, and being in touch with myself. I can say that in hindsight, I didn't know that when I, I, uh, I booked the trip to Costa Rica and when I entered my first ceremony, I didn't know that's what I was looking for. But I was looking for my own self and my own purpose. And um, admittedly, my own purpose and my own self was looking for me as well. And the uh, vehicle for that is ayahuasca. So what is the ceremony? Like what happens? The little I've heard is everything you said, right? There's a shaman, everyone sits together, and then there's a lot of purging. Exactly. So there's a lot of, so a ceremony, what is a ceremony? You have a sacred space with a shaman and the shaman burns incense, do prayers in order to keep uh, this space uh, sacred. At Ritmia, where I went in Costa Rica, you have like 80 people at the same time in a place that's called the Maloca. And basically the Maloca is a large space where you can uh, align something like 80 uh, mattresses as well as buckets in order to conduct the ceremony. During the ceremony, before the ceremony, uh, the shaman gives you a speech, explains you, okay, this is what is going to happen. You're going to ingest ayahuasca and ayahuasca is going to open the door to uncharted territories in your own mind. Um, you're going to purge, you're going to be euphoric, you're going to be sad, you're going to uh, leave a lot of uh, different emotions and all that is good for you. When you start your first ceremony, or when I started my first ceremony, skeptic that I am, I was like, this is a fucking curse. <laughs> And probably they're going to like kill me and eat me at the end. So I was like very anxious. And I think it's like the best experience in my life. So you enter the ceremony, everyone is dressed in white. You've been dressed before. You sit on your mattress and you meditate. After a few minutes, maybe half an hour, the shaman calls people in the room to drink the brew. And so you have a long line and everyone goes, drink the brew and get back to their mattress. At this time, there's a sacred silence that needs to be respected. So it's not as if everyone is talking. You're surrounded by 80 people, what was my case, but you've never been so in touch with yourself because you're not talking. And like all the noise that we have in our daily life, the TV, the YouTube, the noise of cars disappears. And slowly, little by little, depending on people, after like half an hour, you start to feel like physical effect of ingesting the brew. During that half hour before 
it potentializes in your body and creates physiological effects, uh, there's a silence. It's a sacred silence, meaning there's no music, there's nothing. And starting like half an hour, the shaman puts music. And as they say, music is a healing um, tool. So music has healing power. And I think that we all know that deep down uh, without really experiencing it. So while I'm dancing on Beyonce, I can also forget that Beyonce expressed something that comes from our soul and I receive it with my soul. So when they start the music, for me at least, this is where everything starts in my body and where I get to dive deep into who I am really. So what did you feel? Did you purge? Did you dance? Did you hate it? Did people walk away? Was there drama? What was your exact experience? So my exact experience, entering the ceremony, first fear, because I'm a ball of, of fear, or actually I was a ball, ball of fear. I was an anxious person. Everything was like frightening for me. What you know with ayahuasca after doing it is that you're going to feel a lot of different emotions, good or bad. You're going to have laughter. You're going to cry. You're going to puke. You're going to have to go very urgently to the toilet. <laughs> but everything that you experience is just like being actually in your body. So to uh, express what I felt, like I think it's the first time that I realized that I was not just a mind. And that, as I said earlier, I'm not just flesh and bone, bones. I'm also thoughts, emotions, feelings. And all that is something that you see. So the same way you can see your hand, you can see feelings. And you can see ugly feelings. And you can see happy feelings. And ugly feelings look ugly and make you puke. And happy feelings look beautiful and make you dance. There are several ways of, of uh, purging. I think I was super lucky because my purge were a lot of laughter, were a lot of like baby noises like, like this, <laughs> or a lot of, um, a lot of dancing, which uh, for me is clearly something uh, very uh, strange because I don't dance. And the reason why I don't dance is the product of my thoughts. I've always felt that I was like clumsy and maybe uh, inadequate. I've always felt that I don't want to be the center of attention. And dancing is like being free and being careless. I've never been careless on ayahuasca. I am a dancer <laughs> and I'm careless. And what's beautiful with ayahuasca is that after the ceremony, a ceremony uh, lasts maybe six hours stop. I think I'm sensitive for some people, it's like three hours. Mm -hmm. the, exp the experience stays with you. You remember everything. So as a very shy, reserved, don't want any attention on me uh, person, I remember that I was dancing in the middle of 80 people while some people were crying, some people were uh, uh, purging, vomiting, some people were like retching. 
and I was dancing and I felt good. And you never forget that because you realize that, whoa, my thoughts are just thoughts, but they, uh, they, they built everything in my life. I don't know. How, I'm not a dancer. I don't know how to dance. It's, it's interesting because I remember you telling me that you felt like a ballerina and you were actually yeah. like dancing like a ballerina. So I think it's amazing because you found happiness, right? You were burnt out at work. And I think that's a feeling that resonates with all of us at some point. What kept you going back as many times as you did? Because I know this about you, right? You've possibly done the ceremony like 16 times already. Was it just to find happiness or were you trying to find some sort of answer that, you know, was stuck somewhere in your subconscious or questions that were stuck in your subconscious? It's exactly that I was looking for myself. When you do ayahuasca, or at least when you do it at Tritnia, they help you like whole lot to understand what is happening when you do ayahuasca. So as I said, you're going to have like hallucination, you're going to puke, you're going to dance, you're going to do all that. But what does it mean really? What it means is that between zero and six, everything that happens in your life is going to build the adult that you're you, you're going to be. And you are going to build like coping mechanisms, way of interacting with people. And all that comes from the way you've been raised, your interaction, your social interaction from zero to six. And oddly enough, that's actually, uh, I think it's a mystery of life. We don't remember what happened between zero and six. But between zero and six, we're a full machine. We don't have memories like actual memories such as I remember what I ate at 8.30 this morning. But all those memories are stored uh, in the form of emotion in your body. When you take ayahuasca, those memories come back. So basically, I do remember my birth. I do remember what happened when I was four. I do remember a lot of traumatic events that happened in my life. Granted, I had a very great childhood. <laughs> so one experience that I want to tell you that I know you know uh, is my birth experience. Uh, so I'm genetically, I come from a family who has, we have a genetic disease. Comes like very clearly from my mother's family. And when she gave birth to me, she fell into a coma. That's not new. That's something that I've always known. It has never been an issue. She was in a coma during three days after my birth. Um, there was a lot of anxiety around, is she going to survive? And me, I was like just a newborn and I was just like not just sleeping and, and crying and probably eating, but no memories whatsoever. Like no one has memories of like your three first days in life. But when I took ayahuasca, uh, as I said, you purge. And I had this like intense nausea and I knew that something needed to come out of myself. I just didn't know what it was. What is important in the story as well that I should have told you before is that I lost my mother 12 years ago. Uh, and I've never managed to actually fully uh, grieve, meaning I couldn't cry. Uh, I would cry. My mother died. So yes, I cried, but I would cry like five minutes, but, and I would not stay in the, uh, feeling of you're going to miss your mother because she just died and she died for real. 
So this is an important part of my story because when I went like the first time doing ayahuasca, it was a lingering stuff in my mind. I was overworked, but I knew also that my grief was not done. Uh, so back to this first ceremony of ayahuasca. I feel super nauseous. I know I need to puke something. It takes the life of me, like half an, half an, hour, half an hour of trying to puke is not cute and doesn't feel good. Also, I don't know how to puke in real life. Like, I don't know how to puke. So it was like a double challenge for me. After half an hour of like being exhausted because like 21 who puked because they were sick, you know that you take all the muscles of your body to puke. So I decided to go outside. I was in this space that's called the Maloka, where everyone is on a mattress. And I just wanted to have like some type of fresh air. So I went outside with my bucket and I felt the wind on me. It was like, like a, a stroke on me that helped me actually perch. And when I perched, what is great with ayahuasca is that you, you instantly know what you're purging. And when I say what you're purging is you instantly know what emotion, what feeling is going out of your body. And for me, it was guilt and shame to almost have killed my mother as a toddler, uh, as a newborn. And ayahuasca is a spirit, a plant medicine type of, and it acts very differently with different people. So I can only talk about my experience. My experience is that I have my own voice talking to myself, but a very motherly voice that would always tell you good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean, the voice is not lying. It's just soothing. So when I puke, I realize that I puke guilt and shame. Uh, and then my own voice tells me, you didn't kill your mother you gave her a reason to survive. And for me, it was just like a shift of perspective that to this day has consequences on how I see things. Because yeah, my mother fell into a coma giving birth to me. Could be my fault. I could feel guilty about that. But I, the reason why she survived is that she had something to come back to. And so this change of perspective changed my life. Is that something that always was at the back of your head before you went for ayahuasca? Is, is that something you discovered? I know you spoke about the journey of, you know, those years when we're zero to six years old, mm -hmm. where we don't remember or we don't have memories. Mm -hmm. Is this something that you, you knew? So I knew that my mother fell into coma. It has never been a, a secret in the family. It's part of like the story of Ajar never been a secret in my family, didn't know that it was a trauma. So that's, the, that's what is important with ayahuasca, is that it's going to show you what, what traumatized you in your life. So when we talk about trauma, we think it's like something bad that happened to you. And that's true. Like, usually traumas, is something, traumas are something uh, bad that happened to you. However, it can be just life. My life started with my mother in a coma. It's no one's fault. It's not mine. And there's no reason to feel guilty or shameful about it. 
it happened that my little body understood that they almost killed their mother. And fast forward ayahuasca ceremony, the, the same little body understood that now they give a reason to the mother to survive. And something that I want to tell you that because it's I think it's one of the most beautiful um, moment in my life, if not the most beautiful moment in my life. I puked, which is not cute and very like taxing. And there was this assistant shaman who was helping me. He was not helping me to puke, but he was assisting me. Right. So I puke up and instantly I feel good. Come, he comes to me and he gives me a glass of water which I drink. Normally when you do ayahuasca, you're not supposed to ingest anything. So you drink the brew and then during six hours, you don't drink water. You can like rinse your mouth or whatever, but you don't drink water. Gave me this glass of water and I asked him like, can I drink it? And he told me like, yeah, ask yourself, like your body's going to tell you if you can ingest uh, this water. So I didn't ask myself anything. I just drank it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most, amazing beautiful taste in my mouth as if it was a nectar of uh, honey so I look at the shaman and I'm like hey did you put sugar in that water like that's nice and it's like no that's just the water for the fountain from the fountain here and while I'm drinking so first I feel the taste and then my own voice the same voice that told me no you gave her a reason to survive tells me you're drinking love now. And so it's the taste of love that I was drinking. Clearly an hallucination. We said we're on DMT, <laughs> but, but for me, it's the most beautiful taste that I ever uh, had in my life. So I drink love and it's really, I purge guilt and shame. I was a bowl, bowl of guilt and shame, not knowing that. I purged it and so I was empty and I needed to like replace it with love. So I drank love and while drinking love, my own voice in my own, own head tells me now you're drinking your soul. And I felt uh, complete, amazing. That's very bizarre, but I felt that I was myself again. I mean, just the idea of hallucination Reminds you, of course, it's a beautiful feeling, right? Reminds you to question, I know we call it a plant medicine, mm -hmm. but how do you convince someone that like it's, ayahuasca is like a plant medicine, it's not a drug, like it's not an MDMA, it's not like Coke. Because I know you never did drugs. I know you're someone who's never like touched a single drug in her life. Uh, I mean, weed occasionally, but how did you convince yourself that this is not a drug? So it's not a drug because a drug is supposed to make you feel good, right? When you ingest it. That's like one of the definitions of the drug, like party drugs. Ayahuasca, you're going to purge. You're going to be confronted to like bad feelings and all that. So it's clearly not MDMA. You're not like, oh, I'm going to dance. and all that. It's not a party drug at all, which is one of the reasons why for me it's not a drug. Then there's a real another reason that for me is very important is that I have a utter respect for nature since I have uh, had ayahuasca in my body because this is not a human created type of drug. 
it's similar to uh, whatever is in nature, is in nature, it's similar to drinking a glass of water, is going to um, help you not being thirsty, right? But most of it is going to help you live, like you need that, it's fuel for you. Ayahuasca, I see it the same way. Like it's just a concentrated drop of nature. And when you ingest it, you feel the full extent of you, who you are. So is it fair to say that it's like a shortcut to meditation? It is powerful shortcut to a powerful meditation session where you feel that you're going out of your body. Uh, and what I do believe is that if anyone listening to uh, this podcast wants to do ayahuasca, something that was that helped me for sure is that I was already like a meditator. And for me, ayahuasca is just like meditation uh, on steroids. I remember you telling me when you came back from one of the retreats about how easy it was for you to change perspective. Mm -hmm. It was like taking a shot, but this shot is not making you dance on top of a bar. It's actually changing your perspective and, and making yeah. you look inward. So it's so interesting because I guess last year now, 2020, was that time for us where we all had a chance and no choice but to look inward. Exactly. So I remember we had this conversation where we were talking about COVID-19 and like just sheltering in place. And the consequences uh, that it can have on someone's life, right? Uh, and for me, like 2020 is a collective ayahuasca ceremony <laughs> where basically you're grounded by Mother Earth and you have no choice but being in front of yourself, which is actually something that without even knowing it, we all avoid. Uh, being alone with oneself is one of the most complicated uh, things in the world for me, knowing that I'm an introvert person and that I like being alone. But when you're alone uh, with yourself and when you remove all the noise, then you hear yourself and you hear the cry of your inner child and you hear the laughter of your inner child and you're, you're, you can be back to your childlike amazement. And to get back to this uh, childhood or childlike amazement, you're going to have to go through paths or through ways that are a little bit ugly. But getting back to the root of who you are is for me something that's like unvaluable. And knowing that there's a tool or a gift that exists in nature, that's not a Tylenol, that's not a <laughs> chemically uh, device by whatever laboratory. Like basically we have all the solutions, we just need to be curious. And knowing that it's uh, a root, a bark and a leaf that mixed together gets you to who you really are, is just amazing. I mean, there would be no better way to end this than calling 2020 an ayahuasca, a collective ayahuasca ceremony. That said, Hajar, thank you so much. I know this is personal and I know you're a private person. So I know talking about a lot that you've shared with us today is hard. 
I could just say thank you. And I have to say thank you because as you said, I'm like, I'm like very uh, like guarded. I don't share a lot, but you are, you are a little ayahuasca for me as well. Meaning you're, you, you help me express feelings, emotions, thoughts that are here, right? But that uh, are not easy uh, to express. And you're like a good uh, like conductor, vehicle, like a good something that helped me connect. Happy 2021. And also let's all thank 2020 and like COVID-19, is it not a purge? I think it's a purge. So let's see it, let's change perspective on what was 2020. And also see it as something that allowed every one of us to be more alone with themselves. And thoughtful and grateful.